Welcome to the Inclusive Growth Show with Toby Milden. Future-proofing your business by creating a diverse workplace. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Inclusive Growth Show. I am Toby Milden, your host for today, and I'm joined by a fantastic guest, Andrew Jones, who is the founder and chief executive of Agility in Mind. Andrew, welcome to the show. It's, it's great to have you on, on the show today. Thank you very much, Toby. It's very good to see you and to, to talk to you. Brilliant. So, Andrew, um, could you just introduce yourself? Let us know about what your business does, how you got into your, your current line of work. Mm. Well, Agility in Mind is the business that I founded about 10 years ago. In fact, it's our 10th anniversary coming up in the summer of this year. Congratulations. Well, thank you very much. We were going to be celebrated, but for obvious reasons, we might put that off for a little while. The thing that that we do with um, the people that we work with, our clients, is we provide them with sort of consulting and training and coaching that helps them to improve the way that they're working. The outcome that we're looking for, we would call business agility. So that's the ability to respond to changes. You know, for example, you know, big changes that or you know the, the the situation at the moment in across the world you know how do we respond to things like that fortunately we don't have to respond to big things all the time but we should always be inspecting and adapting our organizations to make them better and i got into it really because i'd spent a lot of time in the software industry and discovered quite a lot of challenges especially developing and delivering complex systems to to clients and i was always looking for a for a better way of, of doing that and i discovered agile ways of working and um, so it's kind of long story short i sort of set up agility in mind really to to take that agile way of working into organizations and and i do remember really right back then that the message really was about this is about people as individuals not about people as resources in an organization and to try to remind people that that is what we do and that we have moved on a long way since the industrial revolution we've moved a long way since then and what we should really be doing is thinking about people and about how they work together brilliant thank you so what is agile well do you know what we ask this question when we recruit people and uh, our recruitment process actually is one that should be a lot more inclusive for people. We, but one of the questions that we ask in a little video interview is, what is Agile? And so we do get, even from sort of experts in the industry that, that want to join us, we do get sort of varying, varying responses to it. The way that I like to think about it, it is a set of principles. It's really summarized in something that's called the Agile Manifesto, and that's really just four items that tells you where you should put the emphasis in, in when, when you're trying to get teams of people working together. What's happened over time is that that manifesto, which is around people working together and their interactions, it's been turned into certain frameworks that get used that are a little bit more uh, structured in their approach. But ultimately, it's finding ways to get people to collaborate against common goals, whether that's down at a team level or whether it's at a product level or at a business level, but it's getting people to collaborate against common goals and coming up with sort of artifacts, so things that they produce and they use when they're doing that, events, those are the things that bring them together in a structured way. 
and uh, and sort of I suppose small bits of process that help them to to figure out how they should be how they should be working together in, in a consistent way. So it can get more complex than that, but it shouldn't be. Other than getting people working together is quite a complex thing because there's such a diversity of people out there, and we've all got different perspectives. And trying to get lots of different perspectives together against a common goal is the real challenge. Yeah, I mean, I've I've been using agile working uh, for a very long time. In fact, you and I met when I was working at the BBC. I was a an agile project manager in in software development i was working on projects like the redevelopment of the bbc news website and the development of the iplayer radio app and things like that and it is a really great way to work i mean how does so you mentioned the agile manifesto i mean how does the manifesto lend itself to inclusivity and helping organizations work in a in a much more inclusive way well, I would say the first line of the manifesto is um, says that we should, what we should do is to put more emphasis on individuals and interactions rather than process and tools. So if you looked at it from, if you just focused on process and tools, you start to make quite a lot of assumptions about the tools that people can use and the processes that they can engage in. So you start to make assumptions about how, how, how an individual might engage in an organization and you 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 tend to generalize around that however if you put the emphasis on the other side which is about individuals and interactions you start to think that every single person that you bring together into a team you know with a common purpose has got that sort of individual outlook personality capability challenges whatever but you know we we are all unique and when when we do that we start to realize that um the more we can get different perspectives in the things that we're doing the more effective we are going to be now i think it sets out the agenda i suppose the manifesto but it sets out the agenda of how we should work it perhaps doesn't prescribe you know, how you get perhaps past some of the challenges of making agile working in, in inclusive, for example. But I think it's the starting point. And so we always remind people when we first start talking to them about their, let's say, their agile transformation that they, they might be interested in. We, we start to remind them that it's not about the process and tools, because you can do that in lots of ways. It's about the people and about how they work together. Brilliant. I mean, th- this inclusive growth show is for diversity and inclusion leaders, for HR directors or or C-suite executives who are sponsoring diversity and inclusion within their organisation. So if they like the sound of, of Agile and the, and the way of working, how can they start to apply Agile to the workplace to make it to make it more inclusive? The. I think that the starting point is really to un- understand what those underlying principles are. Uh, some people do make the mistake of jumping into a particular framework. So if they were to research Agile, they might come across something like Scrum, for example, which has got a defined way of working. It's got a defined, effectively defined process, defined roles, defined artifacts and, and events. And, that, and it's great as a framework. But what we will always do is take people back to 
what are what are the fundamental principles so that's where i would start i say look if we're going to do this let's just make sure that we understand why we're going to do it what we're going to get out of it as an organization what the outcomes might be how, how will the organization be different and even if you start there at a, down at a team level how will how will it look in three months or six months time once we've adopted what is the difference that it's going to make and try to think past the sort of the functional elements of that again trying to think past things necessarily that um that are necessarily measurable right from the start try try not to think too much about measuring let's say uh you know the sort of key key performance indicators you know let's try not to do that let's think about what will it look like and how will it feel for people across our organization or people that we want to bring into our organization how will it be different for us because we're starting to apply these principles that's brilliant that's really great advice i mean so if an organization does apply agile working and the and the agile principles and manifesto in order to help it become more inclusive I mean, what could they expect this to look like on a, on a day-to-day basis i think on a day-to-day basis um what we should start to see is that um sort of certainly teams of people that are working against sort of common outcomes or or goals are starting to, to collaborate and they're talking together on a daily basis about what will help them to get there so for example you know at the start of the day they could be getting together and say look these are the things that i did yesterday you know i've achieved this and i know that it's aligned with what we're trying to achieve i'm going to do this today because i know that it's aligned with what we're trying to achieve or it could be i need i i, I want to achieve this but I've got this obstacle in the way. You know, who who can help and who can take this beyond the team? So once you start to get those sorts of conversations in place and you can you can stand and listen to the conversations, you start to realise that it's now not just a bunch of individuals, but you've got a group of people who are using each other's skills and, and I suppose respecting each other's different contributions to achieving those overall goals as opposed to just seeing them as functional contributors to a you know to a to a process. That's really that's brilliant. So I I actually interviewed you in my book, Inclusive Growth, yeah. in the chapter called Colleague Experience and Design. And this chapter is really based on the principle that organizations should stop trying to fix individuals, but try to fix the the business processes or the cultures that are holding people back so for example what i see with a lot of my clients is that businesses will create a program like women in leadership for example and it's all about trying to fix the individual putting them through mentoring pairing them up with a mentor but not really looking at the things that could be holding them back like you know a culture of presenteeism for example or expecting and expecting people to work late hours and things like that. So one thing in the chapter that you and I talked about was about how we can use Agile as a way of redesigning processes and systems that do hold people back. And I mean, in in summary, how how could how would we use Agile to to achieve that? So if we're talking about sort of processes and systems, one of the things that we we like to do when we work with a team of people is to get them to map out and, you know, to draw up, not with any fancy tools, but just to map out what it is to 
to complete a piece of work on what are the steps that they go through and what are the contributions that they make at each of those individual steps. And what we do is to, is to figure out and get the team to figure out what that process is today. The next step is the crucial thing, though, is, right, how do we want it to be? How, what, what is going to work for us as a group of people, as a, as a group of individuals that are coming together as a team. And then we, 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 we get them to say, well, actually, we could, we could improve that bit. That works fine. What we really, we always get stuck here because we don't have the right skills, you know, what, whatever it might be. And, it, and immediately it starts to become an inclusive process because people are seeing things from different perspectives. They'll see it from the perspective of different practitioners, but they'll also see it from the perspective of individuals. So that's a really nice, nice way to get people to think about the process, you know, of, 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 of work, if you like. So this is the Inclusive Growth Show. It's all about how businesses can grow by being more diverse and more inclusive. I think this is, a, you know, we're recording this episode. Just we haven't even reached the peak of the, the pandemic in the UK with the coronavirus. And I think when organisations go back to work, Diversity and inclusion is going to play a really crucial part in enabling those businesses to grow and bounce back from the the economic crisis as well as the health crisis that we're finding in. So from your perspective, how do you think greater inclusivity helps businesses grow? And in particular, how does it help your business grow, agility in mind? I think what what um what we recognize is that, you know, to be well, first of all, to, to be an effective business, you you can't treat you can't treat your customers as if they're all sort of uh, sort of a, a generic sort of prototype of a of a person. And what we what we have to do is to to understand that the more that we understand about our customers and about the way they work, the better. So, because we work with lots of different people in organisations, you know, we we can't, for example, categorise some people into being the difficult people. You know, and, and when, when someone says that to me, I'll say, well, the interesting thing about those difficult people is they'll probably say that you're the difficult person, you know, and, uh, and, and the thing is that there are different perspectives on that. And so it depends on whose viewpoint. So I think for us, recognizing that there is that diversity of, of thought, you know, of interaction, of preference, of, ability and disability and challenges and once you recognize that you can engage better so that's why it's important for us to recognize having that sort of diversity and inclusion within within the organization uh i think you know to me it's just common sense really you know why why would you to exclude people because of the the processes and the facilities and the and the culture that you've created organization why would you exclude or prejudice skills from people that who can make a, a big contribution and it, and it's true of anybody as they go through you know that sort of whole the the various sort of changes in their life in their in their careers you know that um, their circumstances change it's very easy you know to write off men in their 50s uh, as being, you know, just waiting for retirement, for example, you know, and it's, it will be a, you know, I'd find that quite resentful if people started to say that about me, because we've got a, we've got a contribution to make. You know, it's, it's, it's making sure that we are using the, the skills and the capabilities of people all the way through 
that lifestyle go as as time as things change in their lives as things change in their careers you know they want to put emphasis in in different places for example or there might be an illness that holds them up in their career and has an impact on their uh, on their uh, mobility for example there might be an accident that, that does that so you know recognizing that things change for people and and we don't just stay the same that's brilliant excellent thanks andrew i think that's a great note for us to finish on. Andrew, thank you ever so much for joining me on the show today. And Andrew, before we go, how is the best way for, for people to get in touch with you if they if they want to talk to you about applying agile principles to their own businesses? So you can either search Agility in Mind and we'll pop up in your browser, or you can email me on andrew at agility.im. Brilliant. Thanks, Andrew. And thank you for listening to today's episode of the Inclusive Growth Show. And I look forward to seeing you at the next episode. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the Inclusive Growth Show. For further information and resources from Toby and his team, head on over to our website at milden.co.uk.